0: Hey everybody it is me mama d and we are at you are listening to a conversation with friends and my friend this evening is none other than the adorable the woman who deserves a medal a monument and oh god she deserves her own spa year-round teresa lynch she is an amazing woman she's married to the crazy second craziest man that i know on facebook but she's a goddess I Thanks. Thanks. Teresa. Sorry.
1: I said I deserve a straight jacket. Is what I deserve.
0: Uh, no, that's probably what you have. <laughs> and I call those and I call those self-hugging jackets. Yeah.
1: Mine has just, to, mine has
0: to be purple with butterflies. Y'all know that. Just in case anybody wants I, to buy me one for Christmas. I can see it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll get well, I'll get straight jackets in the mail for Christmas and be like, mm, okay, at least, at least that'll prove people listen to my show. <laughs>
2: there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So thank you for coming on. Um, the last time I had you on, I had you and Jay on. Uh, and that was a few years back. And uh, as much as I love Jay, I didn't get to talk to you a whole bunch because, like, you know, Jay, is, it's not that he's, you know, loud and and, and boisterous and, and adorable and cute, but, you know, we're going to have our girl time. So I was like, mm. and I booked you before I booked him. So I was like, yes.
1: <laughs> I'm excited.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, for those people who don't know you, tell them a little bit about who Teresa Lynch is.
1: Um, wife, mother, general investigator. Completely insanely in love with my husband.
0: He knew. Oh,
1: no, I know. Loving to death. We've been married 31 years.
0: You guys have been married the same time, same amount of time. My husband and I have. Really? Yeah. We just celebrated our, our official 31st wedding anniversary on the 30th of September. On my birthday. Yes. Aw.
1: Oh, well, but we had um. We we were July 16th with our. Anniversary. So we're just about two and a half months ahead of you.
0: Yeah. And you guys have known each other since when? Since high school?
1: Oh no. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: I I was to be honest, and this sound this is gonna make me sound horribly bad, and but I would have never dated him in high school because you know when I was in high school I was the type that I have the you know, you're 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 the same age that I am. You, you we had the flipped up collars and the eyes shirts and the mm-hmm. sweaters on our necks and all that. Well, he wasn't about any of that. <laughs> so I would have never dated him in high school and it's really funny because um when we first met I was actually engaged to somebody else. And he the we were both working at Domino's Pizza and uh he asked who I was, and they were like, "Don't worry about. it, She's engaged." And he's like, "Well, <laughs> she was wrong, and I wasn't." So,
2: <laughs> oh,
1: um, I don't know if like you can say that he won or got the booby prize. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, he he won, and you got the booby prize. <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> but um, yeah, we've been we've got a wonderful son. He's 20 now. Um. I'm fortunate that I have a, a day job that I like, but I happen to like my hobby a little better. Mm-hmm. I can uh, paranormal investigate. I can do fire pulling, um, do some mediumship work. So that's my that's my 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 love. I love to do that. Yeah.
0: Well, I have known you guys since. Sit, chat, and laugh on Paramania Radio. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And I, there are okay. I'm honest. There are very few shows that I will follow every week if I can possibly miss. And if I miss it, I need to go back and listen to it in the chat room. But you guys, I've loved even before I I like knew you. I would sit there and listen to your shows because you have such. You and Jay work so well together. The silly is all out. But serious when it's necessary. But you you fit you mesh so well together.
1: Yeah, we we it, that's what you see on sit chat and laughs is actually what it is like here. Yeah. You know all the dirty looks, the insane looks, the sticking
0: out the tongue. <laughs>
1: all of that is that is an everyday, every hour occurrence here.
0: Yeah, you guys are like. Teenagers who are still madly in love with each other, but can't stand each other, but still madly in love. It, it's like, it's it's just fun. You guys are, uh, I can just imagine poor Hunter as he was growing up that, as, a, as a child of two crazy children. It's like, oh my God, who's the adult in the house right now? <laughs> I don't
1: have one. <laughs> or Jay and I would flip a coin to see who was it at the time.
0: Ah, Okay. It'd be like, he, he in this house, I would say like, Wait till your father gets home <laughs> in your house and be like, okay, um, well, somebody gets home because I ain't in And, you know,
1: that was the one thing that I can say that we never did is, you know, wait until your dad gets home. Mm-hmm. We, we, I didn't want him to be the heavy parent, you know, the, the, the strict, the punishing parent or anything. So that's something we never did.
0: I think my husband and I both did it. I would say wait till your father gets home, and he would say wait till your mother gets home, because my kids, for my kids, making me, disappointing me, they knew I couldn't, I wouldn't get angry. But if they disappointed me, that bothered them more. You know, they would, I think they would have had a heart attack if mom screamed. You know, I'm not. a am not a yeller. I'm not a screamer. I'm just like, even if they misbehave in the store, I would sort of pull them to the side and whisper to them. My voice would be low and say, "You know what? Let's not have this. You don't want to embarrass me." And you <laughs> know, so that was that was my thing. Don't embarrass your mother, because you know, don't make me mad. Don't make me disappointed in in what you what you're doing, something that you're doing. So I was lucky like that with my kids. They were they had their moments, like all children do. But, uh, yeah. Okay, so fire pulling. <laughs> I have heard you talk about this, but let's let's get to it. You, you do healing. Okay, for those people who don't know, Teresa is a healer in many, many ways. But you're fire pulling. Tell everybody a little bit about that.
1: I was doing it and didn't even realize that I was doing it. Um, when we first started paranormal investigating, we were at a location and I was, we were investigating one night with a group that we didn't know, which that was common back then.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the lady was sitting next to me and she, we were in a room and she like grabbed the back of her head and I was like, are you okay? And she said, no, she said, it sounds like somebody just stabbed me in the back of the head with a, with a hatchet or an ax or something. And I said, well, I said, can I touch it? She was like, Yeah. I touched her shoulder and then I started with my other hand I was what I do is I feel pain, fill up my hand the palm of my hand
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I pull it out. And she's like, Oh my gosh, she goes, What level are you? And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. She says, What level are you? She's like talking to me like I was dumb.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I said, I I don't under I don't know what you're asking me what level I am, I don't understand that. And she goes, What level are you? I said, I don't know what you're asking me. She was Reiki. What level are you? I said, I don't know what Reiki is. And she looked at me, and she said, Are you serious? And I said, Yeah. So the people on her team, um, they were all Reiki masters. Okay. The, and she said she that she said that I was better than most of her level two at that time. I was like oblivious to it. I just knew what, and I did what I was guided to do, what I felt that I needed to do. Mm-hmm. So, when fast forward a little bit, I knew that I could make people feel better by doing what I did.
2: Right. I just
1: called it energy healing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I did my Reiki masters, um, and I, to be honest with you, I never use it um, because I'm better with what I do. Um Last year, about this time, um, we were at Ashbash, and I had a re- reading by someone that I didn't know, had never met. And we sat down, and she goes, Oh, she says, Well, you know, when you're doing your fire pulling, and I said, Don, I don't know what you mean. She goes, that The fire pulling that you do. I said, I don't know what you mean. And I'm thinking, Man, this is like deja vu. <laughs> you know, I've had this conversation before. Mm-hmm. And said, when, you, when you do what you do, the energy is worth I said, oh, the energy healing that I do? She goes, yeah, she goes, that's actually fire pulling. I said, I don't, I did, never knew what it was called. And it's an, like a, it's like a, a very old appellation, almost like a laying of the hands.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I noticed that like, when I when I do it, I help the person feel better. I don't, like, if they have a torn rotator cuff, I can't heal that, obviously. But I can alleviate their pain for quite a while. Yeah. So, last year at um, Paranormal Toledo, I had this lady that I worked on, and she um, was a school bus driver. So her shoulder was kind of messed up just from years of being a school bus driver. Yeah. And she was like, I don't understand what you just did, but I feel better. And I said, well, good. You know, that's just why I do it. So it made me feel really good because last weekend when we were up there, um, she came back and she brought her son-in-law and her daughter for me to work on. And that made me feel really good because that was somebody that I, I didn't know, but yet she she remembered me, she wanted me, to, she said that she had just started feeling pain in her shoulder again after almost a year.
0: Wow. I think that's the greatest thing about what, what we do as healers is that somebody you never met, you didn't know from a hole in the wall, and you did what you did, and you made her feel better. And for me, it's better than writing up, you know, a, a, a long a testimonial. She came back to see you. She remembered you a year later. She came back to see you, and she brought her family. And I think that is like the biggest compliment, the biggest of like thumbs up, if for lack of a better word, of saying exactly how much that you your your healing does work.
1: Yeah. Well, they you know they they knew the lady that ran the the location, Lexi. Mm-hmm. So she called Lexi and she said, "Is Teresa Lynch gonna be there again?" And she or she there because it was on Saturday.
2: Mm-hmm. So Teresa was
1: there and she said, yeah, she's she's doing her thing down there on the other end. She said, okay, we're coming in. <laughs> so she gathered everybody up. They came in. The grandma was there. The, the the granddaughter was there. Yeah, people came in. And when they got there, they paid to come in. It was not much, but still everybody paid to come in.
2: Yeah.
1: And then they came. She had Lexi bring her back, bring her right to me. Which was, and as soon as I was looking down, and when I looked up, I was like, oh, I remember you. <laughs> yeah. And that was a cool thing. It was really neat. Um, I didn't realize, um, I guess, how strong it was, is maybe the word I should use, when I was working on um, Luke Walker, Big Luke. Um, he was laying down on the massage table with the uh, jade mat. Mm-hmm. And I started working on his back. Actually, hes I was working on his stomach is actually what I was doing. And I was pulling from his stomach and actually popped his back by doing mm-hmm. that. And you could audibly hear it. And I was like, oh, God, I broke
2: him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, broke, Luke, not good.
1: Right, because I don't actually. The only time that I touch somebody Mm -hmm. is I'm finding that heat spot that I feel. Yeah. Where to pull, and it's just kind of like rubbing my hand across so I can feel the spot, and then Mm -hmm. when I find it, I'm you know I just go to work.
2: Yeah.
0: Wild. No, I think like I said, you. I've never heard of fire pulling before, and you were the first person I've heard. Talk about it. And I always keep saying, I'm going to look into it. I'm going to... But there's no need. Ooh, we got guests in the chat room. Okay, a little quick one. Guests in the chat room. You're going to be able to hear us, which is great, but you will not be able to chat. If you want to chat, just follow the link once you start to type, sign up, sign in, and then you can ask us all kinds of questions in the chat room. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's just Teresa to lend to me. <laughs> um, now where the heck did my brain go? Mm-hmm. No, I lost it.
1: They're pulling. Yeah. You don't get on it.
0: And it's, everybody has, for me, the way I look at it, because, like, for me, I'm a Reiki master, grandmaster, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and I, I used to, when I first started on, on Facebook as Mama D, um, I used to give out Mama D hugs. And a gentleman came to me and he said, he became my Reiki master, yada, yada, yada. But he, I said, um, I never, you know, I never thought about it before, but he says, you used to do it. You just don't, didn't have a name for it. So Mm -hmm. you finally have a name to it, but it's something that you've done automatically all your life. And I think, um, I think that in many respects, when we do it, uh from without realizing it and we're doing healing automatically it's stronger than than. okay i want to be i want to be a reiki practitioner i'm gonna go take the course yes it still works you can still do healing but when it comes from from deep down inside of you that it's an automatic thing you just don't have a name to it per se that i think it's stronger
1: i think it is um like I said, I I got my Reiki master, but I never use it. I you know, I bet since since I got my masters, I mm. haven't used it. I could probably count on one hand and have fingers left over how many times I used it.
2: Yeah.
0: I combine um, what I learned with Reiki to with what I what I feel, and and I the only tr- actual training I've had was as Reiki. And um, I have a girlfriend, she's somewhere in the States, and she is a Reiki master. She's sh- shamanistic practices and something else. I can't remember what. And when I do healing on people, whether it's in-house or distance, I don't have somebody who knows. They're, they're, they're all new people to do to the, the energy healing practice Uh so i said i want i want to test myself i said tonight if it's okay i'm going to send you healing do it the way i do it she says fine no problem and the next day she messaged me she goes and she says you do more than just reiki you have something extra in there she says i can't even tell you what it is but it wasn't just because she says i've done she's a reiki master and all this other stuff and And she says, I've had many different things, forms of healing done to me, with me and on me. She says, but this is something different that I've never felt before. And Mm -hmm. I was like, because that's something I did without being trained. It's an automatic for you, the fire pulling. There's a name to it, but you do it automatically to you. It's like, it's like breathing.
1: It is, you know, it's just done. Like you said, I didn't know what it was. I just did it.
0: Mm-hmm. It was what
1: my, my instinct, my gut told me to do. Um, we were doing a benefit over at the Reds Hotel probably, gosh, it may have been four years ago. And they wanted me to do set up in a room and do healings. And I was like, okay, I can do that. We were doing, the, doing it for um, the Indianapolis Children's Burn Center. Mm-hmm. Is where we were we were doing it for, and so I sat at my room and I I worked really hard on it. You know, I had some aromatherapy going, I had some nice slow spa music going. You know, I had I had a it was it, the room was just amazingly comfortable.
2: Right.
1: And when people started coming in, I literally I have never done that many, and I haven't done that many since, but I did like thirty of them. Yeah. And they were when they when they when I finished giving them the whoever it was their healing, they went over and sat down against the wall on the floor, and everybody just sat there and chit chatted while the next person sat up there and I did there. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Jay had to keep coming in, and say, "You guys, she needs to take a break. Give her five minutes, and she'll be right back." So he'd take me outside. He would get he'd make me get in the grass, you know, and ground. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he gives me chocolate or some cheese and crackers or something. It's like all right, now get back in there <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he keeps you grounded and fueled.
1: oh he does, he does, and he gives me it's it's odd to explain, but he can like if i'm if I'm running really low on energy, like if I've been doing a lot of healing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he can come up and just hug me or just put his hands on my shoulders. And where he is, so his energy level is so up there, mhm, that when he touches me, I'm like, "Oh, okay, here we go. I'm ready to go again. It's like he transfers that energy. He's
0: like your jumper cables,
1: oh yeah, energizer bunny, here we go <laughs> and it's it's funny because um Tina, her boyfriend Bob, does the same thing for her yep. when we were in Hell's bar um last year. Uh, Or earlier this year, I should say, we were at Hell's Bar Dam and we were investigating. Jay wasn't on the floor with us. It was me and Tina and Bob and then Jeff Holder. And I was like, okay, I I need to find Jay. I need to find Jay. And Bob just came up behind me and he just laid his hand on my shoulder. I was like, oh, you do that too. (laughs) 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 So Tina and I each have our own Energizer bunny.
2: There you go. (laughs)
0: I don't know if my husband's my energetic bunny. It gets on my damn nerve. But <laughs> Well, that's because you've been married for 31 years. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Somebody, somebody said, is it true that after that amount of time you know exactly what he's thinking? It's like, I uh, knew that after a year. It just, yeah. like, when f- you finish your sentences. So it's like, yeah, I know. I, it, was, it was actually my sister, one of my sister-in-laws, and I was like, uh, yeah. I said, and Every every woman that's married to to a man from your family knows exactly what's like because they're all the same. <laughs> I love my boys. I love my family. But seriously, no.
1: Um, with with Jay and I, I made the mistake of uh, telling him, and this was such a huge mistake. I told him that I could predict that he was predictable. That I knew what he was oh, going to do. Oh no. Yeah, that was the biggest mistake I could have ever made. Because every he went left to center for everything. I thought he was going to zig and he zagged. Everything, <laughs> I thought he was going to order a Pepsi, he ordered a Sprite or water. Or, you know, everything that I just knew that he was going to do. He, he would did do the again.
0: opposite. He would, yeah. And then oh. I was
1: like, why is this cool? He's like, you told
0: me I was predictable and I can't be predictable.
1: I take it back. I will never say it again. <laughs>
0: Jay is predictably unpredictable.
1: Right. Right.
0: Because you can just think he's going to do one thing and he just, like you said, left or center. Ooh, boy.
1: Yeah. No, no. Yeah, that doesn't. I, I, I quit
0: saying that. I'll never say it again. <laughs> he's I probably sitting there rubbing his hands, going, mm, let's see if she says it again. Let's see what I can do to mess with the job. Right. Such a little bum. Yeah. He doesn't say so, who was into the paranormal investigations? Did you bring him on board or did he bring you on board?
1: Oh, no, I brought him. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I've always been interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember as a, as a young girl, my dad's family is from Eastern Kentucky, back in the Hills, back in a holler, you know, that was, my my father's number seven out of fourteen children. So when we get together it's like a big clan meeting. You know, we there's so many people together. So mm-hmm. when we you know, all the kids would play outside, well, I always wanted to sit and listen to the adults talk because they would talk about things that happened when they were kids. Yeah. And my father is a wonderful storyteller. And they talk about like Things like they would talk about um, the headless calf that sits on the fence that they had saw when they were kids. And they would just telling start telling stories like that. And, of course, you know me being a child, they're like, oh, go on out and play, go on out and play. where I got to where I would hide around the corner.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I wanted to go play. I wanted to listen to their stories. So I think that started my life with the paranormal. And then when I started seeing things, it just kind of tweaked it more. Then yeah. and I went to um, our first paranormal investigation, and it was due to my niece. She was really into, and I, I'm ashamed to say it, she was an into ghost adventurer, And she really wanted to go, and it was for her 14th birthday party, or birthday that we took her, because we always did something different for her. And we found out that we could take her if we stayed with her here at post town. So we decided we were going to take her for her first investigation. And I asked Jay I said, you know, please, you know, just don't be, don't be so dismissive, you know, just go in with an open mind. Okay. So we went, had an amazing time and it just like sparked everything for me. And we have been going like gangbusters ever since. Opened the floodgates. Oh, it did. It did. And then when we moved into the location, there were some <laughs> psychic students that I knew. And they were like, you yeah, know, Teresa, are you aware that when you move in, that your abilities are going to, you know, get really, they uh, are going to go through the roof?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like, well, I wasn't aware of that, but I'm okay, I'm ready for it. Like, are you sure? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So, That was when I was able to, learning that I was able to um, hear and speak to communicate with spirit. So it's kind of like, hey, this is pretty cool. You know, I'm liking this. So we move in. And (laughs) Jay says, Chasey, you need to tell him right now that if I hear anybody giggling in the shower or in the bathroom, (laughs) that I'm going to blow the plate (laughs) up. And we would hear stuff all the time that really, like if we'd have a storm and the electric would go out, oh my gosh, it was like all hell breaks loose.
2: Mm-hmm. And you
1: not think that it would do that. I don't, I don't understand it, but you could hear things. I don't know if it's maybe you could hear things better, but it was like, oh no, you know, you just, the electric would go off and you're like, oh no, you know, here it comes.
0: Yeah. Well, because everything else, all the other interferences have stopped. It's just you in the silence. Yeah, and no man made, no mad made, like electricity, it doesn't have like an audible, for me anyway, an audible sound that you can hear it, but it does have its own energy. Right. So when it stops, when the electric is stopped, when all, you know, it's done, then everything is just somebody turned off the TV. So they could hear the rest of the people talking. You know how you walk into a room and someone's got a TV up loud and you can't hear each other talking? Well the power right. going off is just somebody shutting off the TV and everybody else can have a nice conversation.
1: Did you ever when you were a kid and you like you you'd be walking and we when I was a child we lived in an apartment building. So I would mm-hmm. be walking I'm talking like up until like fourth grade. And I could tell when I was getting ready to pass a house that had their T V on. And I I didn't come to know why, you know, until later, but you could feel the, I could feel the energy of it without hearing it because door would be shut. But, you know, I could, I could just, I just knew that their TV was on. And I never knew what that was until I started in with the paranormal. It's like, okay, I'm I'm actually picking up on the energy of it. Okay, that's kind of (laughs) cool.
0: It, it makes sense to what was that then. No, I, I can't, I can't honestly say I can, I have a thing with my memory. I don't remember my childhood, like some people that stick, I remember blah, 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 and just like detail it. I can remember certain things, but if I get a prompt. In general, you know, I do remember at a certain age of teenagerism because that's when I started causing trouble, but right. um I can remember certain things. Uh, as, as a child, um, things will stand out in my mind or somebody will show me a picture and I'll just like, Oh yeah, I remember, but I remember, um, cause I had a conversation with somebody about, um, astral travel. I remembered I used to do that as a child. And I also know that as kids growing up, when the front door is closed, do not go out, like, especially if it's locked. You don't go outside. You know? Right. So when, when I would astral travel, I would go to sleep. I would just, Buzz around the house, but because the doors were closed, we're my, my mind is saying, I can't cross. You know, I, I ran away from home once, and because I wasn't allowed to cross the street, I just kept walking round and round the block. You know, <laughs> so it's like I couldn't cross the street. I didn't want to get in trouble, but I was running away from home. You know, so it's like here's this little red headed thing with a with a suitcase walking around the block. I think my mother <laughs> said I, she walked. I walked around the block four or five times, and then I was came home and go. Okay, mom, I'm hungry now. You know, that was my idea of wanting away from home. But no, so I I know I did uh connect with spirit or with with something. You know, I know I did there was a connection, but I think um I had a, a um an episode, we'll say, uh, when I was a child and I would not allow something happened and it happened because I gave up control of some I fell asleep. And something happened. And from that moment on, I never allowed myself to lose control. You know, it's like people go, oh, everybody can be hit and touch to an extent. It's not that I don't want it. It's because I can't let go. It brings back that awful memory. You know, there's that for me that I think, I think that's why I don't remember my childhood. But like I said, I remember certain bits and pieces of things that, you know, I can remember a certain room that I used to live in. When one of the house that we lived in and it was it was it was amazing. It was just a tiny little room because I love big houses. I love the outside. But when it comes to to sleeping, when it comes to my room, it has to be a small space. Oh, really? You know, it, for me, I need that. Close, not confined, but, you know, for me, it has to be closed. And like my office is not I think it's the smallest room in the house. I mean, I have the big master bedroom, and and I have a downstairs basement that's got a big master bedroom, and it's, aside from having to go up and down those damn stairs all the time, um, I don't, it's too much. For me, everything has to be, I like keeping everything closed in, sort of. Yeah.
1: Keeping it right around you where you can control it. Yeah.
0: Like, I can pretty much, I'd have to stretch my arms a little bit, but, you know, like, from one one side of the wall to the other, all I gotta do is like sort of like do a flip and and then not a physical flip, but walk two steps and I can touch the other side of the wall. I mean, you see my 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 office when I do my Facebook lives, it's sure. not that big. You know, I cannot put. Well, you know what a massage table the length of a massage table is. Yeah. Okay, so you figure I can put the massage table widthwise, and I can. Sort of stand at the head of it and touch the wall. Oh wow! Yeah, I I like the the the. To me, it's like snuggling. And I, and I don't know why, but it's like snuggling you. You get a big bear, you wanna. Most people will run. I'll be like, oh, come here, let's snuggle. Like Bodine, <laughs> come here, let's snuggle, you little brother. You know, that's <laughs> what I am. I'm a cuddler, and it it involves my house as well, my room as well.
2: Oh, Okay. Now, um,
0: Amanda in the chat room said, did I hear earlier that she lets her kids investigate? Well, her kid is A1, and he's a grown man right now.
1: Yeah, he's 20 now, Amanda. Um, yes. We, When he... I'm trying to think. He was probably 12 or 13 when he went on his first investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, it was at a location that um allowed children as long as there was an adult
0: with them well i have i have issues but 12 13 is is fine for me because they're not they're not um they're 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 not a su- subset oh god they can't just like you know, yeah that's the word um uh, because i have i used to know a team that um their uh, 8 year old daughter went on all investigations with them. And I couldn't do that. I couldn't see that because they would do cemeteries and graveyards, or you want call them. Um, they would go to places that were very well known for their, their negative um, energies. Mm. And here was this eight-year-old child. I'm sorry. The eight-year-old no, old child, no matter where you go, an eight-year-old child doesn't have the wherewithal to completely protect herself, somebody else can give her protection, can wrap her in in, in in bubbles of light and energy and everything else. But the person has to be able to do it for themselves to a certain extent. So I have an issue with you know certain children of certain ages. Right. But but that was like eight years old was like mm, you know. But like twelve twelve and up, thirteens and up, I'm um, I'm pretty okay with that because they're they're teenagers. Teenagers. I mean, for me, once you hit, I notice that children, once they hit that magic number 10, there's a big change in their attitude. But,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. But once they hit 13, then I have, I, you know, the teenagers, I'm okay ish with it. But again, not on their own. And you, like you said, your your okay. niece, the first thing you did with investigation, you had to do it with her. So, see, there was a the good thing. I like the idea that there are boundaries because. We, we kids have a certain amount of like, oh, let me go, you know, like, don't put your finger in the light socket. <laughs> hey don't put your finger in the light socket. Let's see what happens. Let's just curl my hair, you know. <laughs> Some kids.
1: Right. Now, the the thing is, and, and Jane and I have talked at length about this. I don't have a problem with, with kids investigating, depending on the location. And I, I mean, I wouldn't want like, well, like Ashmore Estates. They have like and yesterday they had their kids' day where the kids mm-hmm. come to the adults during the day. And they do a small investigation. Um, they do it annually. Okay. But when you you have to, there's, there's, a, there's a point where you have to start teaching and training the new generation of paranormal investigators. Mm-hmm. So at
0: what point is too young? I you get know, that. And okay, Amanda's going to ask a question. Okay. <laughs> Amanda in the chat room was because she had a question to go with that. And, she, <laughs> and I said, well, ask a question anyway. She goes, you guys already answered it. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's a psychic part of us. She it's um, opinion of age. Yeah.
1: And it also depends on the maturity of the child.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, I said some children said, just mm. like
1: 12, 15, but I've we never treated him we always talked to him regular. You know, we didn't baby talk him and he wasn't a very he wasn't really immature. Mhm. Uh, you know, so it neither was my niece. So it depends on the, the maturity level of the child. I've had investigated with some adults that my 12- and 13-year-old you know, niece and my son were more mature than they were.
2: Yeah. You
1: know, and it's it's really, you sit and you look at me like, really? You know, we had a gentleman that we were investigating with. It was a public investigation, and he was just, he was so rude, and I was getting really upset I actually had to leave, the area where he was at, because he was he was showing off for his, his kid, he was like, So, do ghosts poop? <laughs> do ghosts pee? What do you think about Obama being president? Do you get cold? Do you have boogers? I mean, you know, it was stupid, stupid questions.
2: Who's he asking these questions to? It,
1: there was, a, it was a, an adult oh. there. <laughs>
0: He was the uh, this investigator was asking spirit these stupid questions, yes, okay, <laughs> do you feel a good smack upside the back of your head? <laughs> yes, right <laughs>
1: even at twenty, how hey, you not mama bear wounded? It's really hard for me, Amanda. Um, I have a habit, and I didn't realize that I was doing it. Um, Until it was pointed out to me um, by um, a psychic medium that we were investigating with. But I have a habit of throwing protection over the group that I'm with. Mm -hmm. Because I feel a certain sense of responsibility for everybody. So I would just throw the protection on them. So I didn't realize I was doing it. Now when we go into location, Jay's like, okay, you keep your protection to yourself. <laughs> if you want to do it for you, that's fine, but don't be doing it for me. I was like, okay. So I've gotten to where I try not to even put it up for myself sometimes.
2: Okay.
1: Um, depending on the location. Um, when we went to Hell's Bar, I didn't put it up. And I put on some oil for opening up my third eye to help with that. And proceeded that night to get my rear end handed to me by what was there. And I will never do that again. Yep. I decided, you know, it's not happening. (laughs) Forget it. Never, ever ever again. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's hard not to go into Mama Bear. Even with not just my son, but people ever the group that I'm with you know, I'll put protection over Tina and, and she's a grown woman. Yep. So she's my best friend and she investigates what this is with paranormal mysteries and she's a wonderful psychic medium. And I have a habit of throwing protection on her. You know, it's just something that it's almost like um it's almost like it automatically happens.
0: Yeah, it does.
1: And that sounds kind of weird, but it's not like it automatically happens, and I have to consciously not do it. I can autom- I automatically do it, but I have to consciously not do it. If that makes sense?
0: Yeah, it does make sense because um, um, I do the same thing. I okay. mean, how how many times will be saying you'll be doing a live, and all of a sudden I'll be like, for some reason, you guys are the only ones that it affects me with. Uh, was when you do it at 101. I've seen a few of the other investigations. Doesn't affect me, but 101, you guys there. Mmm, the connection is the, and I do it. And when you say, you know, something's wrong, I automatically send. Right. And I'm going, and I'm going, but then I, once I do it, I go, okay, but if they don't really want it, you know, just, just do what you need to do with it to let it go to where it needs to be gotten. But, and it's an automatic thing. You know, it's like, when you were sick there, the other, a while back, you had the pneumonia. And I just like, I'm checking in. You know, a bunch of questions are running through my head and I'm going, okay, darling, just shut up. She's not your child. You know, just, but I have, you know, it's something that you do automatically. And it's not, it, you have to honestly stop and sit there and go, okay, Teresa's a grown woman. She can do this. Jay's a grown man. He can handle it. He doesn't want it. Fine. Right. But.
1: One hundred one one's a good example for that because we were Tina was supposed to do a uh, isolation session there.
0: I remember that one.
1: Everything happened we could not get anything to happen that would go well. So it didn't happen that time. So Jay decides he's gonna go upstairs where we were having the issue and by himself. Mm-hmm. And it was we were all sitting in the in the cafe there and he came over and gave me a kiss and He told me he loved me, which is, we do that every time we leave the room, but he gave me a kiss and told me he loved me, and he walked on, and Tina goes, He's going upstairs, and I said, Yeah. So he goes live upstairs. It was so hard when he started, because we were watching it, and it was, started slurring his speech and losing his train of thought, because that is not Jay. Nope. Jay is always spot on and. The you know he that was just so out of character for him Um, when he started doing that I was like okay I, if I throw protection up there I can't do that because he's gonna get really really mad if I do <laughs> I'm going up there
2: yeah
0: so
1: and I I, I she, Tina was sitting in the booth next to me and I got out she's all right thank God we're going you know <laughs> so <laughs> go up the stairs quickly and he at that point. He didn't know when I had gotten there, and I was standing next to him. Mm-hmm. Jason was on the live feed with him and calling me on his other phone. He's like, you need to get upstairs. And I was like, Jason, I'm already here. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So I answered my phone. It was in my pocket. And I'm like, I'm already here.
2: Yeah.
1: I had to get him downstairs, and mm-hmm. it was so weird. And do you know that he lost that live feed somehow? We cannot yeah. find it anywhere. I
0: know. I know. and And I... I was I was on I was watching when he was doing that live feed and and I have to tell you and you sit there and you said to yourself when you were going up, I can't send to him because he won't want it. But I'm I, betting that at least ninety nine point nine percent of the people who were watching were sending and not realizing it because it's an automatic uh, because because you and Jay have this this uh um ability to make people care about you whether you realize it or not it's just you're so open you're so honest and you're just genuine so people who know you care even if they don't want to care they do care and without realizing it they'll be like I hope he's okay and the pro- for me the intention is more important than the actual act of like a Reiki practitioner can do all the the, the stuff but if you don't have the intention of doing it if you're just like Okay, yeah, just put my hands there, or you know, a masseuse. Oh, yeah, just—it mm, mm, mm. doesn't have the same effect if you don't have the intention. And everybody who watches knows that, you know, at that moment in time, they they prayed to whomever they wanted to pray to, had a conversation with whoever, you know. Me and my butterflies were like, okay, you need to go, just go there, do what you got to do. My dream team, send them. Everybody else, I'm sure was watching. So it doesn't always have to be just you, but just don't tell Jay. <laughs> Just no make fun. sure he doesn't listen to the show. And <laughs> it, it, But I said it was
1: so hard not to do.
0: I know, and because he's he's your other half. He's part, you know, it's like the left and right hand. You both need the full size of the same coin oh without goodness. each other. So you you know exactly what to see and what not to see. And what you saw was like, uh-uh. I didn't like what I
1: saw. No. So it was like, okay, you know, something's got to give. Um, yeah. I was afraid of what would give.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: that was when we ran up there. And then we came downstairs and we did a little bit of clearing on him. And he was okay. But he still, to this day, does not remember. No, he says, because re- he
0: wasn't there. Oh, no, that wasn't him. That, he wasn't he, Even the face <laughs> was like, you know, that the sparkle in his eyes wasn't there. No,
1: no, it was gone. He says, I remember being in there and I could, I remember doing the live and I remember standing by in front of the window and saying, Oh look, I'm over here by the window, push me out if you think you can and I was mm-hmm. I got lost mind at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, Oh geez. thank God I've got ass you know? <laughs> <laughs> But you know he's when he started he was you know and then he starts changing and he doesn't mm-hmm. remember that. And he it's just so weird that he can't he can't find the live feed and he doesn't remember it because he would, wants to see what we're talking about.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know? But I think there's yeah. a reason that he's not meant to. You know, I, I everything happens for a reason. And as silly as people say, Oh yeah, here goes that saying again. Everything happens for a reason or doesn't happen for a reason. There was a reason he wasn't meant to remember that, to see that again. Mhm. Why? That's not for me to figure that one out, but, you know, but, and, and I remember one time him saying that he doesn't, I guess you guys were on a show, and he says he doesn't call for protection. Uh-uh. You know, he believes in, in, in the fae and the fairies and, and the, the woodland people. Yeah. And, and, but he says, I, de- I never call for protection. And I said it to him then, and I'll, and I will always forever say it, he doesn't, in some respects, he doesn't need to. Because his connection to the earth to, to the to the earth magic is so intense that they're with him at all times.
1: Right. Right. And yeah. I think that's why I agree with you. I think that's why he doesn't feel he needs to do it.
0: Yeah. Because it's like, you know, I've got a friend, um, Scott, uh, over in the UK and he works with the Fae and his wife is a is a great medium. And they have a leprechaun who lives in the house. Nice. And and in the beginning, when they first moved to this house, they didn't realize it, but she, he kept pinching her bottom. And they had to have a long conversation with this leprechaun and said, look, you can stay here, but you touch my wife's bottom again, <laughs> you know, yep. and, have- and it, yeah, exactly. That's but it's like the Fae know, the wee folk know who they connect to. And with Jay, with his, with his upbringing, a little bit that I've, that I've heard about him talking about always being in the woods and always, you know, hold on, dog wants up, um, always wanting, you know, always being in the woods and being like a natural man, (laughs) unlike (laughs) you who doesn't want to get anywhere near flies and bugs. And I understand that, but it's an automatic. They're drawn to him and that's where they'll stay until the day that he says, I'm done. But they'll even, they'll back off. They won't, they won't go away. They're just going to back away so that they're not into into his space. But they won't interfere. It's like, it's kind of like angels, you know, guardian angels. They will not interfere unless it's of a life-threatening thing. Right. And I think in that case, that's what happened there was that, you know, the wee folk connected, knew what was happening to Jay and connected through everybody else. Because they cannot. It's like, hey, you know, we're not gonna go because Jay's gonna get all pissy mad at us, and you know, right. so they, they connect. They have their way of connecting, you know, through everybody else, and that's what they did. And again, there's there's a reason he wasn't meant to see that video again, because maybe that would have brought something that he wasn't supposed to remember yeah. that happened during that. So, but yeah, no, I think Jay is Jay is well well protected by by the Wee folk. Of that I have no doubt. Yeah,
1: he, I used to worry about that. I don't worry about it anymore.
0: Yeah. But he, because he's like a little leprechaun himself, except when he, you know, he's hanging around with Bodine and then and, that's and all all hell breaks loose.
2: This is so true.
0: This mm-hmm. is so true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Bodine gets him in trouble or if he gets Bodine in trouble.
0: I keep saying he stays at it every time we see Bodine. We don't see Jay because Jay says because he's got a cuff for, for Bodine, you know, go around and pay people off not to complain to the Popo. I think it's just because he thinks Bodine's light is, shine, is brighter than his. <laughs> <laughs> Jay posted something today about, um, I can't remember what it was, but it, if you're going to hang around with me, don't have an ulterior motive or something like that. And I said, okay. It's a hidden, uh, was it something about a hidden ulterior motive? I said, my, my motive is, I have an ulterior motive, but it's not hidden. I hang around with you because I want to meet Bodine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now you, amongst other things, you are also, you have mediumistic abilities. I do. You earlier said that you hear spirit. Do you actually hear, uh, like voices?
1: Um,
0: not like voices in your head, but. <laughs>
1: Right, disembodied voices.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, sometimes I do, and it's really weird because, like, when we're listening back for EVP,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I rarely hear that. Yeah. Um, and this it's really odd. And I used to think that I, I, I thought that you know I was losing my mind because it took me forever to figure out. Okay, if I'm when I hear them in my head, is it my thoughts, or is it spirit talking? Mhm. That took me forever to to finally pinpoint what that was and how to differentiate. Okay. And once I did, it's like, oh, thank God, you know, <laughs> now I get it. Um, I can, and, and Tina and I will be investigating together, and she's a wonderful psychic medium. And we'll both hear the same thing, and we're like, did you hear that? We'll say it at the same time.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, say, yeah, okay. So we, we did hear that. And if Jay or Jason or what this, they're like, I didn't hear anything. You know, so it's like, okay, we know we heard that psychically because nobody else heard it. Nobody, Jay's listening to live EUT. He didn't pick it up. So at that point, we knew, okay, we need to do some psychic mediumship work here because there's something trying to communicate. Yeah. And when we investigate together, um, it's such a cool thing because when Tina and I just see together, we work so well together. We we have complete trust and faith in the other person. Mhm. And we see things differently. She sees through the spirit's eyes, like what they saw or what they looked at.
2: Mhm.
1: Where I'm seeing like the whole picture of things, like. Like I'm looking onto the scene, looking
0: at a mural. Okay, so 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 Tina sees from the inside of the house, and you looking at the outside of the house. Right. Right, and so then together, we when we put it together, we get a
1: complete a complete visual, and we can tell everybody about it. And it's really a neat thing.
2: Yeah.
0: Do you guys do? Um, okay, you know that you're going to House A. Okay, do you guys sit there and say, okay, let's each sit down, me over here in the States and Tina over here in, in Canada, writing down sort of like their, what you're getting before you get to a place, put it in a sealed envelope type of thing, and then when you get there, do what you got to do, and then somebody opens, you write down your notes or whatever, or you talk about whatever it is you've caught while you while you were in the house. And we then have, you open up your, your envelopes and go, hey, there.
1: We actually, because we don't go on the walkthroughs. Okay. Yeah. You know? Um. So when we did our first episode over at Haunted Hydro, um, the guys, it was funny because Tina and I, they left us in, neither one of us like haunted houses, like mm-hmm. the haunted houses. I can't handle them. Yes. This is a haunted attraction it is actually okay so Tina and I were on edge anyway because neither one of us like haunted houses and they left us by ourselves and they're doing the walkthrough with the cameras and and the guys telling them the history and everything and Tina and I are in the front and we start hearing all kinds of stuff it was getting really super active we were hearing voices footsteps pebbles being thrown You, you know I mean it was it was so active, and we're both starting to freak out a little bit.
2: Okay. So we started
1: singing songs, we we started <laughs> we were dancing, we you know trying to just so we didn't hear what was going on because it was like oh my god. And we decided what we were going to do is we were going to go outside, and get in the car. She got on one side, I was on the other side, and we just wrote down what we were what we were picking up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the only words that we said to each other was, are you done yet? And when we were both done, we folded them up and we took them and we handed them to, I don't know if we handed them to Jay or Jason, but we handed them to one of the guys.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we we didn't look at each other's stuff. And then when we When we finished the investigation, then they looked at them to see what we picked up and see how accurate it was. And it was really, a lot of it was accurate, which makes you feel good because that's like confirmation because you're seeing it, you're picking it up before, you're writing it down. Exactly. And now what I've done when we go to a location is I have sent somebody a text, like if I am, because then it's time stamped. Right. And I've sent somebody a text of, you know, what I'm picking up. Like I'll send, if it's Jay and I are going to a location, I'll send him a text. That way it's time stamped. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And then we have it as, you know, I can show you, look, I picked this up. But this is what you can tell we were on route when I did. Wow. It's kind of weird how you start picking things up before you ever get there. It's true. You, know, you start seeing um, call it, downloading things.
0: That's a good way of putting it, yeah. I, it, it, it's it's, it's the the, it's the venue contacting you or the people in there in there contacting you. Say, hey, <laughs> this is what gonna happen, you know? Or yeah, opening sure. themselves up. It's like it's like when you when you do a reading for somebody, if they're closed, you can't get uh you know you can't tell them what they they you know you can't connect. For me, I can't connect with their guides. If you're closed, you just go okay, yeah, okay, read me. Go ahead, just go for it. You yeah. have to be, you know, open to it. So it technically in a way the house is or the, the venue that you're going to is kind of doing the same thing. It's opening up to you. Well,
2: that's you know, a good just, way of looking at it.
0: Yeah. It's it's like it's like um your good friend uh Rowanna, who owns 101 cafe. Um I don't believe that she chose the house. The building, I believe the building chose her. I think so. You know, because she she loves it so much, she connects with it so much. So I think not only just people and animals, but places choose who they allow to to connect with them. Because you know, like uh, how many times have I seen different shows that, that that places people? Oh, this place has been really really busy, and we got all this energy and all this da 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 da. But then the next team, either before and or after or whatever, kind of goes, we got nothing. That's because oh. that's because the, the the venue, the people, the spirits, everything kind of like, I don't like the way your tie sits. I'm not going to open up to you. You know, it, I, it's a matter of energy. Not only do we give off energy and we accept energy, but the venues are like, you know, it's like a dog knows who it doesn't like. This house, this venue, does not does not like, you know, so and so.
1: You can't go into a venue and expect the spirits there to perform.
0: They're yeah. not actors.
1: They're not they're not trained monkeys. You know, sometimes you know, like you said, they don't like who's there, so they're mm-hmm. not going to sing. Because we've noticed that you know sometimes you're not getting much, and somebody walks out of the room, and then they just start chatting away. Mhm. You know, we've also noticed that if we are sitting in a location and maybe we're not getting a whole lot, so we just kind of start chit-chatting with each other and and laughing and joking, then we start getting stuff because it's like, hey, hey, you, you know, you you were here to see me.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: You were to, hunt, to talk to me. What do, what yeah. are you doing?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I remember there was there was you guys were at, uh, at some place and you were getting like next to nothing and then somebody or something scared you and you screamed and then everybody sort of laughed but not not laughing at you but with you and you know it just it just sort of and I remember you saying that after that the 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 the, the connections that you were getting with the venue were more I actually spoke to Jim about this when he was on my show. The, the connections that you guys had were, were more intense. The, the life came back to the building. And they were yeah. like, okay, they're not so safe. Good. As, as everybody says, if you're, um uh, um, an ass hat in life, <laughs> an ass hat in life, you're going to be an ass hat when you pass over. You know? Um, so yeah, I think uh-huh. that. Energy-wise, you guys have you guys have shown it to me. Like I said, I've never I've watched other paranormal investigation teams, and yes, I do know that sometimes you can sit for two hours and not get squat. Right. But the thing is, if you're not, if the people doing the investigation are not enjoying themselves and are just like sticking the muds, pulls up their bums, you know, whatever you want to call it. um oh. It's, you're not going to get it if you, you don't give it out you ain't going to get it back Absolutely. but you guys are like like I say eventually I'm going to do going to go on an investigation real life and I have to have I have to have to have to do it with you guys because the, for me it's everything is a matter, matter of trust and you guys have proven over and over just by who you are the way you are that you know it's, it's easy to trust you guys there's a couple of people on your team that are a little shifty. There, you know, the ones who okay. carry around the handcuffs. <laughs> but I'll, I'll hide. I'll hide with Bodine, and I'll be good.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bodine will protect us. Yes. Amanda says, "Have you ever dealt with shadow people? Um, we have, but our take on shadow people is a little bit different than the normal. Mm-hmm. Just because they're shadow people, a lot of people think they're they're bad. They're you know, um, malicious, evil. I don't. It's just a shadow. That's, That's the way. Um, we were at um, Randolph County Infirmary in Indiana um, with pair of visions, and Jay was walking down one hall, and when, a lot of times when he gets. I try not to let him too far out of my (laughs) sight. You need a child harness. Yeah. And this is a big location. So he was walking down the hall and it's a long hall. And he had um, one of the camera guy um, was there with him and he was running the uh, flitter also where it it can show um, heat signatures. Okay. Okay. So he's running the flare also with the camera and he actually videotaped all this. And Jay's walking there and I'm at the head of the hall and I just kind of stop and I'm watching them do their thing and I see a shadow literally come out it was like a crawler actually is what it was. Come out crawling and approach Jay and he literally got down on his on his knees and held his arms out and opened himself up to it on the flare. It showed this he turned like um his he, he, his heat signature was like red, mhm, and he turned completely black it was like something just black overtook him on the camera and then as it it was the weirdest thing because it literally um when it like went through him, mhm. It stood up and walked away, and it literally walked by me. It wasn't crawling anymore. And our friend Tina Marie had, and Jay came up, this is was, this was kind of weird because they have the same uh, thoughts on it, because Jay had posted it on Facebook, and she was like, I thought the same, you know, this is what I'm thinking, and it was the same thing, that maybe when They've been here so long as a spirit that they've lost humanity. They've forgotten about it. Yeah. And when you communicate with them and you're not afraid of them and you're not running from them, you know, he opened himself up to it.
0: It's like it gave it back, gave them back something.
2: Mm.
0: It's like he what, what Jay does with you with the Energizer Bunny.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, but now I would not recommend everybody doing that. (laughs) No. Because, you know, at that point there was nothing that felt threatening whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of a little bit eerie, I guess is the word I want to use a little bit edgy, but it was nothing threatening. So with that being said, it not being threatening is why he did that. Yeah. Um, I've been in locations where I've actually left the room because I was starting to feel threatened. Okay. You know, um, that doesn't mean that you can't go that. But yeah, when my just at felt- that moment in time. Right. Yeah. At that point in time, my guest's like, okay, this isn't good. We need to we need to remove ourselves from the situation. And when you start feeling that and you start listening to your gut, that's when you know you're 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 evolving more.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, you you're listening to your to your gut, you're listening to your guides at that point. Like I said, that doesn't mean that you can't come back.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because you can. Um one of the most Intense experiences I've ever had was down at Old South Pitt Hospital two years ago, um, and I literally stood back to back with Rich Valdez, and he. I was starting to feel. Well, we, we were standing between two mirrors down there, and I could see things coming out of the mirrors, and it was it was it was not good. And I, as, as I was starting to feel threatened, because um, you know, you can see—I personally—I I can see better with my eyes closed. Yeah. If you know, you know what I mean by that. I so I would close my eyes, and I would start like waving back and forth my body, and mm. it's just all the energy coming out of the mirror. So Jason, you know, he was afraid I was going to fall, so he went to. He was running a a, a EVP, live EVP session, and he went to get up and Rich goes, I got this. And Jay's like, okay, which is unusual because Jay's always got my back. And for him to let somebody else do that showed a lot of trust. Yeah. So when Rich stood behind me and we were standing back to back, um, I started feeling very threatened. And like I was getting ready to, to bolt out of the room,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it, I didn't say anything. He said, Tracy, do you care if I ask the angels to come down for protection? And I said, no, not at all. Go ahead. And I've never been in a situation where I even felt that that was necessary. Mm-hmm. I've never experienced it. And I literally, when he said his prayer, asked him to come down for protection, And this sounds so weird, but I literally felt each of them land and plant their sword.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Starting on my, like, like if I'm looking at like 11 o'clock and just went all the way around. And it was like, oh, my God, you know, that was the most intense thing that I have ever, ever experienced. Agreed. You know, and that was, that was to me, that was just beyond anything that I could have ever, ever even dreamt of having done. And I'm glad I was there with who I was with.
0: Yep. I'm yeah. seeing you shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there,
1: there's a reason that you're with certain people at certain times.
0: Yep. Exactly.
1: Exactly. You know, Heath was there in the room with us, Heath Edwards. And he was the one that was basically what, what the mirror had like a corkboard um door on it.
2: Okay. The,
1: he was like manning the door on the on the mirror. Mhm. Um, Rich was there, um Jay was there, Kevin Betzer from Louisiana. Um I can't think of the show that he was on at the time, I'm sorry.
2: Um
1: they they were he was there in the room and when we when everything was finished and we were done, Kevin says that was the weirdest thing I've ever ever been involved in.
2: And well, as you're
0: describing it as you're describing the when when Rich calls down the angels, I can almost see it and then you as I see them coming down one at a time, and then you said they came down one at a time, it's like
2: okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it. they did. They came down one at a time. It was like I could feel them land, and then I would hear this thong, mm-hmm. and I you know, like planting the sword. Yep. They would land and with their feet and then plant the sword
2: yeah.
1: all the way around us. I was like, oh, my God. So, and Jay makes fun of this because Rich is like, okay, Trace You know, we've got the protection now. Can you communicate with what's in the mirror? Mm-hmm. And and I was like, I can't. And what if you think of it this way, it's like something was trying to get through a force field and it was just being deflected. There was nothing coming in. Yeah. Finally I was like, I can't. He's like, What what do you mean you can't? I said, I can't. If you'll ask the angel right here on my left to move over just a little bit, then I can change, Oh great. They come down here to help
2: you. And you are <laughs> gonna fight someone on move. <laughs>
0: Excuse me, could you move your butt just a wee bit? I can't see the screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: they still tease me about that.
0: Oh, well, hey, they listened. That's what counts. Mhm. No, they listened. Well, we are over, John. Uh, time, but this was blast. We have to do this again. I'll wait till next year because I don't have any of these phases until next year. But we got to do this again. I, in- I enjoy talking with you i love listening to to everything that you have to say and you when you talk when you share who you are what you do and and the emotion that, that comes with it it just it's wild there's going to be a lot of people out there if they're not listening now live when they hear the archives i expect comments people thank you very much because teresa deserves all the like the love that she gets and gets more 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 So I thank you very much for agreeing to sit down and chat with me.
1: Oh, anytime, anytime. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Well, everybody, uh, next week is my good friend, Larry Ferrer, who is a Reiki master, a a music teacher, a composer of awesome meditation music. So come back next week and get a listen to that. I'll share some of his music during the week. But until then, y'all be good. Y'all behave yourselves. Somewhat, because I know the boys can't. But remember, when you see a butterfly, it's me telling you to smile. And if it's not me, somebody else reminding you that they are good, that they have your back, and they are always around. Thank you very much, Teresa. This was fun. Thank you. Thanks, Amanda. Have a good one, everybody.
1: Bye-bye.